Greetings gamers and welcome to another episode of the Rambling Gamers podcast. We are now on episode uh, six. My name is Adam and I am here with Matt. And today we're going to ramble on about the latest video game news, along with some other topics ranging from game opinions, to news about upcoming nerdy movies and TV shows. If you guys are liking the show and want to stay up to date, please follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, also, please share this with a friend. We're trying to build our audience so that we can continue to do a lot of fun things. We have a Twitch account that we're going to get up and running here pretty soon, um, as well as a YouTube channel. We're going to start doing videos and other fun stuff on there. But um, before we get into the news, how are you doing today, Matt? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Life's been good. PS5 came out. I just got the iPhone 12 mini. So, yeah, living, loving life. I did have a question, be- though, before we get into the news, because I know you recently played Celeste. And I'm playing through that as well. And I'm kind of curious if I'm bad at the game. So how many deaths would you say on, on like an average each chapter? How many deaths would you say you had? Like I, at the beginning, I didn't have as many. I'm now in... Like for example, chapter six where you fight like your your part of, like part of you, in like mm-hmm. the really like green area with water. Do you remember if you struggled with that at all? Um, kind of. There were some rooms I struggled in more than others. Like there were some rooms that I died probably like fifty to a hundred times, but then like some rooms are clear on my first try. And even the chapters themselves are very very like at the beginning it wasn't as many deaths, but then. Randomly in the third chapter with the hotel, I had like 400 or 500 deaths, and then I just kind of okay. climbed up from there. Because the le- the levels do get longer. I will say that like the last story level is like pretty long, and it's just kind of it's the nature of the game where you just die a lot in a room, and then it just resets you immediately. So you could easily be dying like a hundred times per minute, and just gets your gets your numbers up there. Okay, but I, I say was really bad curious. at the game. Okay. Well, just based on what you've said, I think I'm, like, in that, like, kind of sweet spot. Because that level I had last night, I thought I was going to punch a hole through my TV. Um, <laughs> I was so mad. but it, And I ended up dying close to 300 times. So it sounds like I'm in that area where, like, a, I, I was worried that people were maybe finishing them with, like, 25 deaths. And I was like, I'm having, oh, no. like, 300. But that makes me feel actually a lot better. It sounds like I'm right in that, mm-hmm. you know, sweet spot of a couple hundred. Because... I, I would say from the first one up until the one I've had per, like increasing amount of deaths each time, with the exception of the second one. The second one I had like hardly any deaths compared to the first one because I just like I don't know why I struggled with the controls a lot <laughs> at the very beginning, but mm-hmm. um I got a hang of it in the second one. But uh, before we move on again, um that hotel one that you're talking about, I've I, had playing like I a really video game that level. recently. That was mm-hmm. fun. Um. But yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say about that. I was just curious if I was bad at video games. No, well, I mean, you are, but you're doing pretty good in Celeste. Yeah. Uh, but let's move okay, on to <laughs> uh, the biggest gaming news to come out this week being that the Game Awards uh, released their nominations for each category. So, um, what, like, I guess, general thoughts from me, like, it, it kind of makes sense. It was kind of easy to predict it i know you and i both put our predictions out on twitter so they're out there like mm-hmm. you can verify that we uh we predicted this before they were announced but um i think the big surprise for me was hades you and i both didn't have hades on our list uh we didn't yeah. think it'd get nominated but besides that we were we were pretty spot on with the other nominees being animal crossing new horizons doom eternal final fantasy 7 remake 
Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us Part Two, and then Hades being the sixth, which I mm-hmm. I didn't think like Hades deserved it. I just wasn't confident that it was going to be nominated at the Game Awards. So yeah. what what was your stance on that? So like you said, we put them out on Twitter. You did really well getting five of the six correct. I got four of the six correct. If if I could go back in time, well, obviously if I could go back in time, I would have put all the correct ones in. <laughs> but um, I didn't know. I saw a tweet from Jeff Grubb saying that the reason Demon Souls wasn't nominated really for anything was because none of the people who vote on it really had time to play it. So mm-hmm. if if I had known that, obviously I would have taken Demon Souls out, and I most likely would have put Hades in. Um, but for me, the the bigger surprise of rather than Hades being included was uh, Half Life, Alex being excluded. I thought I I just was certain that there's now that there's like a really good VR title out there, that they would do anything they could to get it into the game of the year. Not to say it wasn't deserving, because from my understanding, people like that game a lot. I don't have the money to dive into mm-hmm. VR at the moment, but I, th- th- for me, that was a bigger surprise than Hades being in- included. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would have seen a VR title included. Yeah, from a series like Half-Life that people really treasure that series, and I've been waiting a long time for a new title to have a kind of like... Mm-hmm. VR revolutionary title be a Half Life game. Uh, I just, it just kind of seemed like it would have been nominated for me. So I put it in there in place of Hades. But mm-hmm. um, I think I, I would say, I will say though that of the game of the years, I think all of them are very deserving. And I, I, I've seen a lot of people kind of slander Animal Crossing a little bit just based on compared to the other games, it's not as much of like a, a huge jump in technology or gameplay or anything like that. But it, I think for some reason people seem to forget how how big that game is. Like it took the world by storm in March. Yeah. Like people who had never played video games went out and bought a Switch to play this due to potentially being bored at home. But it, I think that that game is incredibly deserving of being nominated and could even win. Eve. Mm-hmm. I like. I don't know if it's gonna win, but it definitely deserved to be nominated. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know all the numbers, but. It's crazy how much more Animal Crossing has sold than the other five games that are nominated yeah. for Game of the Year. So you see people like, yeah, this is why it was nominated. Like it sold and made a lot of money. Um, so I, I definitely was confident it was going to be nominated. Um, I guess right now I'm not confident it's going to win. I feel like probably Doom Eternal or Last of Us Part Two are going to win, but we can talk more about that closer to the Game Awards. What how what we what we really feel like, but um. We can look at some of the other. Yeah I, yeah, I guess before we move on to game of the year, though, I know you and I, you and I, have had conversations similar to this, where even if it, even if, and this goes for any award shows, I'm thinking more Oscar specifically. Like the Marvel movies nece- aren't necessarily like critically amazing movies. They aren't like objectively better than some movies that win Picture of the Year or whatever, but. I think when a movie or a game or a song takes the world by storm as much as the Marvel movies do, as much as Animal Crossing did, then they des- at least deserve the rec- recognition of being nominated and being at the show. So regardless mm-hmm. of Animal Crossing wins, this is like a, a big, big win, for, like a big like win for the for the game itself, because it's, it's cool to see a game like that nominated and it, and it totally deserves it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why i thought hades would not have been nominated because having an indie game in game of the year with like last of us part two or ghost of tsushima just really like cinematic Mm -hmm. games 
um, like Hades deserved to be nominated, I felt like, because, you know, it's like good gameplay, good art direction, just like universally praised. Um, I just didn't know if the Game Awards were going to like recognize that and put it up there with all these other games. So, but I'm, I'm really surprised and happy that uh, an indie title like Hades is getting the recognition it deserves. Yeah, it totally deserves it. Um, but yeah, so you talked about um, Demon Souls not being nominated because it was too soon, and I thought that was kind of uh, universal. A lot of the like PlayStation launch games, like Miles Morales and stuff. But I did see Miles Morales in here somewhere. It was nominated for something. Yeah, best action adventure. Yeah, I, game. yeah. If I had to guess, they probably just the the reviewers got that one a little early compared to Demon mm-hmm. Souls. Um. Miles Morales was a great game. Um, it, I think it's it. I think it's almost a shame that it came out the year as all of these other games because I th- I think it was better than the first one, and I think it in a in a normal year that isn't as stacked as this one would be nominated for Game of the Year. But I I I don't think it's better than any of the games that were nominated. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think it's fair to leave it out. It's just a, a shame that it came out in the year it did. If it had come out last year it would have won a lot of awards. For sure. Uh, anything else you'd like to add on these nominations? Because we, we will come back to this closer to the Game Awards. We'll we'll look more in-depth and give predictions and stuff, but this is just initial, so yeah, anything we'll, else you want to add? We'll probably make predictions, ex- excluding some certain ones, because I don't know about you, but I don't have a whole lot of input for like eSports or even the sport games or the oh, yeah, s- strategy sure. games. But um, I guess one thing I'd like to point out is I, I don't think Fall Guys did as well as it probably should have. Um, is it on here uh, at all? It didn't get nom- didn't get nominated for a whole lot. Yeah, I know it got nominated for Family Game, and I'm fairly certain it got nominated for. What got nominated for indie game? I mean, I, I don't think Hades is technically an indie game. Oh, it is. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Oh, that's where Spelunky is. So, hey, I mean, we already know Hades is going to win that one. If it gets nominated for Game of the Year, it's going to get nom- yeah. It's going to win Indie Game of the Year, but. Um, I heard good things about Spirit. I'm, I'm, I don't know how to say it, but I, Spirit Fair, Spirit Far. I heard good things about that as well. Yeah, I did too. I don't really know much about it, but I mean, it looks fun. I'll play it, dude. It's Same with Phasmophobia too. I, yeah, we, I, that's some, definitely something you and I should both look into more <laughs> next year. <laughs> yeah, uh, another, thing I, another thing I want to touch on too is the, the Performance Award. Um. I just really wonder, like, what's... Because, I mean, if we're being honest here, I think we can both... We can narrow it down to the two that are going to win it. It's going to be Ashley Johnson, who played Ellie in The Last of Us Part 2, and Laura Bailey, who played Abby in The Last of Us Part 2. I just wonder what the reaction is if and when one of those two win. Because I... Personally, for me, I I think Laura Bailey deserves it. Her... Can I spoil The Last of Us Part 2? Do you care? No, I don't care. But I guess, like, spoiler warnings for the end of okay, Last of so, Us Part 2 if you don't want to know. Yeah, skip ahead and, uh, like, two minutes if you don't want to hear anything about this. But, so, in the in the game, uh, Abby kills Joel, of course. We we are, I, I feel like pre- pretty much anyone knows that, even people who have been avoiding spoilers. But, um, yeah. so in that, you're, like, you play as Ellie and you're, like, pissed. You're, like, oh, I can't wait to eventually kill Abby, assuming that that happens. And the more as you play as Ellie, the less and less, at least pr- for me, I didn't like her as much. Like the, the more that she went and she kept doing like shitty things. And I was like, Ellie, what are you doing dog? Like you're, you're there to kill Abby. Like Abby killed Joel. So why are you killing these pregnant ladies? And then you play as Abby and you're like, what the fuck? I don't want to play as Abby. Abby sucks. 
and then you play as her, and you're like, okay, she's not that bad. I th- she did an amazing job, and part of it's down to the writing as well. Is like at the end, this character that you should hate for killing our beloved Joel. I loved her, and I didn't want her to die. In my opinion, she I she should walk away with this award. I just don't want the internet to be set on fire, and I know she received death threats in the past just for taking a job as Abby, and it would be a shame as something as cool as winning an award turns into that again, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, you just have to step away from it. It's like, oh, if you hated the character, then the, the actor probably did a good job of uh, translating the writing and the emotions into the character, mm-hmm. making you hate that character. So, I mean, they should be nominated at least. It- Exactly, and if and if you ended up liking the character th- at the end, that's exactly what Naughty Dog wanted you to do. If you hated her, you're completely within your rights to hate her, but that's also down to the writing of Naughty Dog. That kind of gives you the the conflict of emotions in your head. Is like you can you can be pissed at the ending if you want, but that that's one hundred percent up to you. Naughty Dog didn't want you to it didn't necessarily want you to feel any way. They wanted you to sit back and think about it and go, "Wow, is that like really what I wanted to happen?" So. I think the fact that it's so polarizing is almost a good thing because, I mean, the, you, the gameplay and the, the, the graphics and the, the everything about it is great, except people, the, where people seem to get stuck up on is the story. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think they, that that was kind of what Naughty Dog was going for. Obviously, they would have liked if everyone liked their game, but also they wanted people to feel different about certain characters. Not everyone's going to have the same feelings towards a character in a game. That's that's my last of us part two, man. <laughs> I don't want to go yeah. too far in depth with with how mm-hmm. I feel about that game, but but one more thing, like the fans can like it or not, or be like a vocal majority that like they didn't mm-hmm. like where they were taking this series, but the game was still uh, critically praised. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it really is no surprise that it has a lot of nominations and will probably win a lot of them. Yeah, I think it was nominated for ten total awards, and it wouldn't surprise me if they won eighty percent of them or higher because it was. An amazing game. It was an amazing story, let alone just the the how great it looked and the music and everything like that. It was a very good game, but I we can move on from that. I, that's pretty much all I had to say about the game awards for now until we give our predictions sometime closer to December 10th. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about this a lot more. But um moving on, especially after the past couple of weeks where we were heavy on Sony and Microsoft stuff, we're finally getting some Nintendo stuffs popping up. And it's actually kind of cool that we're talking about this on um, today is November 21st. And this morning I read an article that November 21st is like Nintendo Day because they have released a lot of titles on this day in the past. They've released like Super Mario World, uh, the DS, F-Zero, the last Smash Brothers on the Wii U came out that day. Uh, A number of Pokemon games have released on this day. So it's like one calendar day that has released the most nintendo games and i was reading about that this morning um but they just released a game yesterday called hyrule warriors age of calamity which i did pick up and played for probably like eight hours yesterday what are, what are your thoughts on it i, I it's like a, like a fighting game correct um it's so it's a muso game which i don't know if you know like what dynasty warriors is um, it's just kind of, it's a clone of that with Zelda characters and that's what Hyrule okay. Warriors was. Um, and it's either like you love the gameplay or you hate it. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like button mashing. But for me, it's, it's, it's satisfying. And like the story just being like Zelda characters and stuff, like it's not as like groundbreaking as like a mainline Zelda story, but I'm still mm-hmm. like, the story is like keeping me going through the repetitive gameplay. 
Um, but I'm not really that far into it, it seems. So, like, my opinion could change. I could feel the gameplay is, like, too repetitive and not really scaling enough for me. Or if there's, like, post-story content. Um, I don't know. My my opinion could drastically change. But as of right now, I am actually waiting for us to be done recording so I can go play it some more. Because the, <laughs> the, game, the gameplay is really satisfying to me. I, I am enjoying it. So, Hyrule Warriors, isn't that a game that they, they have supported for a long time and continue to support? Like, adding new characters and everything? Yeah, it released initially on the Wii U, and they supported it with DLC, and then they released it on the 3DS, and supported that with even more DLC, and then on the Switch, they released, like, a definitive edition, Mm -hmm. um, which I bought, but didn't play much, because I'd already played it, and the gameplay's already repetitive enough that once I was, like, replaying the story, I just kind of didn't really want to keep going. Um, God, do, do they plan on doing the same for this and just supporting it for several years? Um, they haven't said anything, but um, so the last Hyrule Warriors was kind of like a fan service game for the Zelda series. It had characters and stages from like the whole Zelda series, whereas this is just focused on Breath of the Wild characters and locations. Okay. And the story is like a prequel to Breath of the Wild. I mean, and all, from what you just said, this one kind of seems fan servicey as well, considering how popular Breath of the Wild was. Like, them making a, a game of just a Breath of the Wild prequel that's, like, not really a Breath of the Wild prequel sounds like, almost like they're appeasing fans, but also, like, it sounds like people really enjoy these games, so that's super mm-hmm. cool for people who are looking for for more fun in the in the world with the same characters, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to play more of it. Have has it done well, like critically? Are people people looking? Um, let's, let's get a quick meta score. I'd imagine it's kind of mid because, as I said, um, people either love them or hate them because they're kind of all the same game. And there's like Dynasty Warriors games, and then there's uh, there's the Pirate Warriors games, which is One Piece characters and locations. Um, there was the Fire Emblem Warriors, and they all kind of play the same, just with like different series that they're pulling the characters and locations from. So. Really, when they're um, licensing like One Piece or Zelda, it's more like fan servicey and like the move sets and the characters. Um, but some gotcha. people really like it, and some people just think they're all the same game and didn't really care that another Zelda one came out. So a quick a quick update on their meta score: seventy nine as of right now, with sixty five reviews. But I want to touch on that gameplay because I- I've talked about it here on the past a little bit, but. Um, See, I, I, like I've said, I'm not much of a Nintendo guy. My girlfriend loves Nintendo games. I asked her if she was getting this game, and she's like, no, I hate fighting games. So I can see where that that gameplay is really like polarizing for people because it sounds like you're really enjoying it on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. My girlfriend says that there's no way in, world, in the world she'd buy this game and enjoy it, but you guys are both people who put Breath of the Wild as one of your favorite games of all time. That's just like an interesting mm-hmm. how how gameplay can be that divisive amongst people where the story at, at some point like doesn't even matter. Like if you're not going to have fun playing it, then the story just it's not worth even taking a taking part in. Yeah. And that that seems to be what what a lot of people felt about this game, but I mean I I enjoyed the first Hyrule Warriors and was kind of disappointed that I didn't get into like the definitive edition just cuz of like it was the same game I was replaying basically so to just have kind of like new content for me to kind of jump into this gameplay style again Mm -hmm. like it's not it's not the best but i mean i find it 
satisfying to just button mash and kill a bunch of enemies. Yeah, see, that, that's kind of how I felt with Hades too. Is when I was showing her that game, she's like, "I don't know how you play this." I was like, "It's fun. What you talking about? You're just you're like a badass killing people." It's yeah, yeah, you feel badass. That's pretty much what it is. So it takes place a hundred years before uh, Breath of the Wild. Yes. Um, so Bre- Breath of the Wild starts by telling you that there was like a war a hundred years ago that the characters lost. Um, okay. And you're kind of like picking up like the like Link in them. Yeah. Okay. So, so Link it, is a hundred years old. Yeah. Well, he and this isn't really a spoiler because this is like first minute of the game. He was like cryogenically frozen, and he wakes up without any memories at the beginning of Breath of the Wild. Oh, uh, okay. So, all right. I, I'm just I, honestly, I'm just curious at this point. So, all right. So, what, what am I trying to? Wind Waker. That's his Zelda game came out on the GameCube, correct? Yeah. Does Breath of the Wild relate to that game, or like, and I guess any previous Zelda games? No, and the okay. the Zelda the Zelda timeline is a whole another topic, um, and it's like some of them are related on the same timeline, but some of them are like just like completely different things. But most game is usually like an isolated thing, and they all take place like hundreds of thousands of years apart from each other. Got it. In this mythical kingdom of Hyrule, correct? Yeah. Okay. See, I I honestly sound like like. People are gonna be listening to this and like this guy's a gaming podcast. He doesn't know anything about Zelda, but <laughs> you guys have to understand. Like my when I was a kid, my parents did not buy me like Nintendo things. They bought me like Sony things. So um, it's interesting for me to learn about this. I, I I've already told Adam this on several occasions. When that we were just talking about the other day when the Switch Pro is released, announced, it, or if it never comes out, regardless, at the beginning of next year, sometime in the spring or early summer, I plan on getting a Switch and. Adam's going to loan me like his must-play Switch games that I'm going to mm-hmm. try and just blow through. So I, I've got Breath of the Wilds on that list. I'll probably check this game out too, um, but Super Mario Odyssey is also on there. So And, I, and I'll buy the, um, the online so I can play like the, what is, what is it, the Nintendo 64 and the NES? Is that what you, what you can play online? It's the, it's the Super Nintendo and the NES, but I'm hoping there'll gotcha. be a Nintendo 64. So and and I know it's not going to be an, a a perfect way to play those games. It would be much better to probably play them on the original system. But it is a way I'm I I plan on you know getting caught up with Nintendo, so I don't sound like such an idiot every single time Nintendo stuff we comes up in our conversations on our podcast. Oh, dude, I should loan you my GameCube. You could get a lot of Nintendo games that way. I I mean I would one hundred percent do that. <laughs> like there are so many games on my uh, on my backlog though. Um, I have three of the Silent Hill games <laughs> on the PlayStation 2 that I want to get through, but I would 100% like play some GameCube games. I like I feel like yeah. there's just such a gap in knowledge. I feel like I'm uh, compared to an average person pretty knowledgeable about games, but my Nintendo knowledge is at like 1%. Mhm. Yeah, dude, the GameCube, like it's what I grew up playing and it still has a lot of like my favorite games of all time. So you should definitely check some of those out. But we can talk about that, I guess, like off. Yeah. <laughs> recording. Yeah, right. let's start making a li- I'll make a shopping list of games I want to borrow from you while we're on. So can I borrow yeah. a Wind Waker? <laughs> can I borrow a... What's, what's the Smash game? Is it called Brawl, right? It's called Melee. Oh, that one. 
Oh, Probably. wait. Okay. Honestly, wait. This is leading right into our Smash controversy, isn't it? It is. Yeah. All Do you right. know what it is? No, I haven't. I, I saw it on Twitter, but I didn't really look too much into it. I saw, um, I don't know if anyone here list, watches his videos, but his name's Jericho. His, I mean, his real name's Tucker, but he goes by Jericho. And he, I, I saw a tweet about him and I was like, Nintendo? Pleh, and like skip by it. But I'm interesting to hear about it. Interested to hear yeah. about it. So, like, I first heard about this news and I was like, okay, whatever. But then, like, people are just so mad about it online. So I, I want to know your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So here's the story. And I could not have, like, all the facts right or whatever. But this is how, like, the story is to me. So uh, the Smash community is, like, very competitive. Um, and right now, because of COVID, there aren't any tournaments going on. So they're doing okay. online tournaments where people sign up and play the games online. But the Smash game that people love to play competitively the most is the GameCube one, Melee. So mm -hmm. there was a tournament. I don't know how official it was to Nintendo, um, but their plan was to use a modded version of Melee that you could play online because the game didn't have online initially. So there was like a modded version where people could play Melee online for the tournament because they couldn't do it in person because of COVID. So okay. Nintendo... Nintendo told them, like, do not use a modded version of our game for this tournament. <laughs> and the people who were in the tournament, I guess, said no, like they wanted to use the modded version. So Nintendo just told them, okay, you're not doing the tournament at all then, and like shut the whole thing down. So people are mad at Nintendo saying that they uh, don't respect like the Smash community and just like stuff like that. Okay. Um, and like I could that, have all that all might the be facts a little wrong. bit of a stretch. Yeah, it's like I could have some facts wrong, but to me, it's like they wanted to use a modded version of Nintendo's game, and Nintendo told them not to, which is like fair, I guess. Um, and and then they said no, <laughs> and then that's why Nintendo said because I guess it had to have been some sort of official tournament where Nintendo was yeah. like, had the authority to say the tournament's not happening at all. I see. Okay, so that explains the memes I saw of, like, Patrick from Spongebob's, like, being a scientist when it's, like, Nintendo making video games and then him with, like, the, the plank nailed to his forehead saying Nintendo making business decisions. That's mind-boggling to me. So, so people wanted to play their game online, but, and they were going to mod it, but the only difference was, the, the only thing that the mod was changing was allowing for people to play online, correct? correct. As, as far as we know. Yeah, and they said no to that. They said no. We don't want you to play our game where people can see this game and maybe want to buy it or maybe want to get into Smash. Yeah. So they so they just said no. They're like no. We don't want the 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 advertisement. Well, it's not. They didn't want them to use Why a modern version of their game in their tournament. Yeah, but it's not changing. But it's not changing anything about the game. It's it's not like they're they're changing and having like a, like I don't know, like a like a like a Donkey Kong with a huge wiener is playing now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they yeah. nothing nothing was like fundamentally different about the game other than you can play with your friends that aren't in the same room. Yeah, and like for they wanted that so the tournament would have been able to happen with because um, of COVID. Like people can't get together and play melee for tournaments, so they. We're using a version so, of it online. 
So if this was a Nintendo-sanctioned tournament, knowing that people can't meet up for COVID, why were they okay with people even playing the GameCube version of the game, knowing that it can't be played online? Or were they See, just that, expecting people would play, play like, the Switch version? That's the part I don't know enough about. Like, what, what authority did Nintendo have to say that, like, this can't happen? Where they, like, shut down the tournament because they were going to use a modded version of their game. I mean, it's from what it sounds like, it sounds like Nintendo is complete with, within their rights to like shut the tournament down or say what people can and can't do with their game. But it just doesn't mm-hmm. to me. It, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why would they do that? The, like, like people were gonna play their like, play their game and basically advertise their game for them without being paid. From what it sounds mm-hmm. like, like it, it doesn't make sense. That's like when when you see all these these like games that have licensed music licensed music in it. Mm-hmm. And people are using like playing like streaming that game, or maybe it's in the, in the background of a YouTube video, and they go, "No, like you need to take that down. Like we don't want this this free advertisement." Like I can understand if someone's using your your song in the background and you're saying like slurs or saying really offensive things to take that down, but uh, for the most part, it's not the case. You know what I mean? Well, it's kind of different with music because um, the people who made the music need to be like paid. For it to be used like that's kind of how the copyright system works so normally it's like robots i mean who will like flag like twitch streams or youtube videos for using music without permission i do get that but the people who make the video games pay them for the, the for their music mm-hmm. they're they're like using their content like they're using their property to make money and then, so I, I feel like at that point, like, you, you, you're just going to get paid each and every time someone, like, like uses your song. I, I don't know. Like, you were, I have so many conflicting opinions about that, but it has nothing to do with the Smash controversy, so we can just get off of this topic. But <laughs> it's just, it's just a sticky situation. I, I don't personally understand the decision made by Nintendo. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't either. But, I mean, they were definitely, like, within their their rights to say, like, don't use a modded version of our game. So dumb. Yeah. Maybe, they, maybe it wasn't a stretch to say that they don't care about the Smash community. It doesn't sound like they do. You know, because if, if that's what, like, the people who enjoy playing Smash, that's the game that they want to play on the most, why would they sit there and say, no, we want you to play one of our other games that you don't care for as much? It's a, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, we're not in these board meetings with these people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we need to call up. We need to call Nintendo up so we can just listen in. Can you record your thing over Discord and just send us the link? We have a yeah. bot you can use. <laughs> All right. But yeah, uh, so let, let's move on. Um, obviously, Matt, you have had a whole nother week worth mm-hmm. of time to play the PS5 and Miles Morales. So would you, do you have yep. any updated impressions you'd like to share? So unfortunately, I'm in my exam week for college. So I've, of those like seven days I had to play, I only really got to play it for about two days, and both of those days were uh, yesterday and the day before. But I did finish Spider-Man Miles Morales, and I will say that is one of my favorite games I've played. I genuinely put it in my top ten. They did an amazing job, and for a game that's a, that's the same map as the first one, that's just new. It's just Manhattan again. And for a game that basically all they did was just reskin the entire city, 
with Christmas decorations in snow. It feels fresh, and I just wonder how long they're going to be able to do this type of thing and make it feel fresh. But they were able to do it this time, which is massively impressive. My big thing is I was w- worried about the villains because this is more of a spin-off title. I don't know a whole lot about the Miles Morales comics, so I was I was a bit worried they, they were only going to have maybe like a couple villains, and one of them was the Tinker, which I didn't know too much about, but kind of looked dumb in the trailers. Um, I assumed at some point the Prowler was going to show up in it, and I mean, that's already been announced. Um, he is in it but it's really it's really good they improved upon everything that came out in the first game and it just makes me look forward to the 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 eventual sequel that comes out and the the potential of being able to play as both miles morales and peter parker on doing missions together because there are a couple points in miles morales where you're teamed up with someone i don't want to spoil anything but you're teamed up with someone you do like finisher moves together and like maybe you toss them up and they smash them down or something like that and those are so fun to just see and there are several times throughout the playing the game where i was like this is cool there's a couple boss fights where i i audibly said like this is epic i said that out loud and people were like i don't know it's an amazing game it's uh, it's an absolute must play if you have not played either of the spider-man games buy the spider-man remastered and then play miles morales because they are incredible games yeah when i eventually get a ps5 that's going to be the first two games i play probably is uh spider-man and miles morales i'm telling you you are going to be amazing there are a couple things they did so in the in the first game you're like always connected with um a police officer and they kind of tell you like hey there's a crime going on can you go check it out this one it, it feels it's different. They they didn't do the same thing. And you, as Miles, you have like a friend that you go to school with, and he's almost like he kind of takes that role of like the police officer character, and he just kind of sits in your room and sits on a laptop and tracks crimes for you. But there's this really cool feature they added that is a it's like an app. It's called the uh, what is it called? I don't remember what it's called. The Amazing Spider-Man app, maybe. But basically, what it is is there's like from the start of the game, there's like. 13 different things you can go and it's someone put in the app like hey spider-man i need help like i'm trapped on this building or hey spider-man i need help i lost my cat and you can just do them at any point throughout the story and it felt a lot more organic than typical side stories do because the the one that pops into my head the most is there's this there's a side mission in red dead redemption where and it happens a lot with those games where you're just kind of wandering around and you see a house, and but there's like a side mission there. Like in, at no point in real life, if I'm a cowboy, am I gonna get off my horse and just go see if this guy needs help, like catching a fish? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's it makes it a lot better for them to re- just request the help, and it's like, okay, I have actual reason to be there. Um, I don't know. I like that a lot more. I hope they continue with that. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to play that a lot. So I'm trying to like kind of stay away really from like seeing story stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. It's good though. I, um, I guess I, I do have something else to say about the PS5 that I have more praise to heap on Astrobot. So in our in our last episode, I talked about how fun it was. I I at that point I hadn't touched the the speed run or the speed trial things yet. They're fun. Like I don't know how they're gonna like how they have made this two hour game as much fun as they have. This two hour game I probably played for like six hours just trying to get fast like <laughs> break a record mm-hmm. for speed run and it's. I don't know. They did an amazing job. I'm right now. I'm very impressed with this $500 purchase I've made, and 
I will recommend anyone to get one if they are able to get their hands on it. I know it's hard. When I was at GameStop yesterday, uh, picking up Age of Calamity, some guy walked in and was like, man, I've been all over town looking for a PS5. And the GameStop manager was like, yeah, you're not going to find one. (laughs) You're going to have to go some other town then because we don't have one. Um, Yeah, yeah. But um, so you've been playing that. Let me tell you what. I've really been playing recently, besides Hyrule Warriors. I, over the weekend, or not like a couple days ago, got the chance to finally really get uh, a good chance to play VR. And mm-hmm. that, like, before I was like, okay, VR is whatever. It's kind of gimmicky. Like, it's not perfect. And, like, yeah, that's true. But, man, dude, if it is not fun, I had so much fun, dude. I played um, Beat Saber. It was the first game I okay. played. It was a lot of fun. Um, but then I played uh, Super Hot VR, and I was really into that game. I was sweating. I was, like, on the floor, dude. That game is... <laughs> um, so I don't know if you know what Super Hot is, but it's got... Um... I have no idea what that is. Okay, so it, it drops you in a scenario with, like like, people running at you in slow motion and like guns and other weapons kind of like in your surroundings so you're dropped in and you really quick have to like make a game plan to like pick up a weapon and like kill these people before they shoot you and once you kill is that the game where you can like punch them and the is that the game where like everything's like really white around you Yeah, it's white and the people are red glass so when you kill them they like shatter um and like i I think that game's not in vr but i don't see how it would be as much fun not in VR, because in the VR, dude, it's so much fun. You pick up a gun, you shoot, and they shatter. And like I was doing like really technical stuff, just like like punching people's arms so their gun flies towards me and then shooting them in the head. <laughs> <laughs> so so I have a question. I, I don't necessarily really understand VR. Like I know, like for example, on the PlayStation, you need to have the PlayStation VR headset if you want to play VR games. What was was this connected? Were you at someone's house who had like a, a PC that this was connected to? Um, so I was playing on the Oculus Quest 2, which the thing on your head is the system. Um, but to display, gotcha. it, okay. display it on the TV, you have to like Chromecast it so that other people can see what you're doing. Um, okay, so you don't that, even need to do that. Like if you just wanted to play on your own, you could. But if you want people, if you're playing with like a group, you can cast it to the TV. Yeah, like the headset itself is the system. So you don't need uh, like anything else to hook it up. Yeah, I mean that sounds like fun. I've been looking at getting in into VR, and I wanna uh, part of the th- I want to get a, a VR, a PlayStation VR. But the thing is, is with that, it's like you can only really play like the, the I guess the Sony licensed properties. So uh, mm-hmm. my ideal situation would be building up my computer to be better, and then getting probably the the Valve one because I I really want to play Half Life Alex. But I'm fairly certain that I would have to do much more research than what I know now. But I'm pretty sure that headset is capable to play other games that aren't like necessarily Valve games. But the mm-hmm. Beat Saber, tell me about that. I have a I have a friend at my job who says that's one of his most played games on PlayStation. Would is that a game where you could see yourself getting into it like you do with Rock Band? Yeah, um, it's kind of like Rock Band and Just Dance combined. Um, okay, because it's like you hit the notes and like into the rhythm of the song and. Um, but it's more this more like movement, like you have to move side to side to avoid things that are coming at you. Uh, in addition to like hitting the notes from a certain direction. Um, but the cool thing about it is 
the like the custom community like most of the songs that you can get in the game are custom made so you can find any song you want i know on the console i played it had the home depot commercial music that was like 30 seconds that you could yeah. you could play huh. that's cool i that's one thing i wish they would i know you can play like different versions of like rock band and guitar hero on the like the computer and it's like modded and stuff but uh mm-hmm. I, I wish more games would support like community involvement like that because that's what I, for me that's what really like keeps a game going for for years and years mm-hmm. and i mean kind of ballsy for them to really make it easy to have uh um like licensed music and stuff because i know it's hard with like guitar hero and rock band to do like mm-hmm. for them to really like support custom stuff just because of like music licensing rights and all that um yeah but i don't know too much about how like Beat Saber handles it, but from what I've heard, it's like really easy to just natively install custom songs into the game itself. This is like a we're this is like a copyright podcast. We're going over copyright. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I I know just touching on that. I know that when the company that made uh that makes Rock Band when they made their their Beatles Rock Band, you had told me that that essentially bankrupted their company, paying for the the license to use those songs. So it's mm-hmm. it's expensive stuff that that you're potentially dealing with and even if you do it illegally you're probably looking at even more expensive lawsuits so it's cool when companies are and game developers are able to do it in a way then and make it cool mm-hmm. all right so we have two more things we're going to talk about um the first is yesterday i saw a headline that hbo gave the green light for a last of us show now i, yes. I don't i haven't played last of us so I, how excited are you for this i'm i'm fairly excited i don't have a whole lot of confidence in um video game adaptations to television or movie so i'm staying um i'm keeping my expectations low so that way hopefully they can be exceeded but it's cool so neil Druckmann is the person who writes a lot of the games for naughty dog specifically i'm pretty sure he wrote both of i know he wrote last of us part two but i'm fairly certain he did last of us one as well and he is going to be writing the show along with one of my favorite shows of all time chernobyl's head writer um that hbo miniseries that came out i believe two summers ago now so in seeing that i my expectations were were elevated quite a bit i had to bring them back down to a reasonable level but i'm just with that game in the last was part two coming out i'm just so concerned that when they announce the cast like every little detail that people think that they get wrong is going to be nitpicked and i'm not looking forward to that at all but i'm conf i'm confident that they can make a good show but i'm still keeping my expectations low but also, I don't have HBO, so <laughs> I'm gonna have to figure something out in a year or two when it eventually comes out. So, so, and, and I guess with keeping with PlayStation properties, I don't know if you saw this, but Jim Ryan did an interview. I don't know who it was with. I wish I would have written it down. But um, essentially, they asked Jim Ryan, who's the CEO, the Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO, if at some point that they're gonna release a have a, a pro like a platform similar to Xbox's Game Pass that can compete with it. And he said, quote, there is news to come, unquote. Um, and I just thought that was exciting. Um, I don't know what you think about this. I'm not uh, optimistic that anything of the same value is going to come to PlayStation. I, I'm fully certain that what they're going to do is they're going to announce something about the PlayStation Plus collection, like, like maybe taking two games off and adding two new games to it so it stays at those 20 games um i can see them expanding on that or maybe like lowering the price of ps now or adding some other benefit to it but 
this, I think people are going to get too excited about this and think, oh, we're going to have a, a, a Sony $10 game pass with, with their exclusives coming day one. That's I'm, I, I'm not going to bet money on it because I'm not a betting man. If I was a betting man, I'd put a lot of money on them not doing that. They've said in the past that, that Sony is not able to, it's not financial, financially feasible for them to do that. So I'm not optimistic with it, but it is interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I really agree with you. Like Game Pass is just such a good deal that it makes sense that Sony wants to kind of make a counterpoint to that themselves, but I, it's not going to be as good as a deal as Microsoft is doing. And I guess while we're talking about Game Pass, I want to touch on this too. So a couple days ago on their Twitter, they had to put a picture of the Mandalorian and said news to come or something along those lines. And I was like, huh. They're going to package Disney Plus with it. I wonder for how long. I went into the 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 replies to it, and people were going nuts, thinking that there was going to be like a Mandalorian game coming to, to Game Pass. And I was like, all right, gamers need to understand that. <laughs> like, they need to not get their hopes up so much, because I was like, okay, cool, they're going to get Disney Plus for three months, and even that wasn't even met. They're only getting it for 30 days, so... It's just like whatever you think is going to happen, lower your exp- expectations like tenfold, and then you're probably still not going to have those men. Yeah, it's hard to really predict what a lot of these companies do. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Capcom and have like your entire game slate for the next four years leaked. Wait, what? <laughs> How is this not a story? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly forgot this? about it until just now. This was a few days ago. Someone went in and leaked a bunch of like files from a Capcom computer, and the, there's a, like an Ace Attorney collection coming out. There's a Dragon's Dogma 2, another Street Fighter, um, another Resident Evil remake. Um, so, that yeah, it's like they're all their games they planned on coming out between like now and 2024. Oh, my God. I, I just I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> oh man, that sucks for them though. That's yeah, that's really good. unfortunate. Ugh. I mean, it's cool looking at these games though. <laughs> I mean, I'm not too upset yeah. about it, but I feel bad for them. Yeah. So unless you're Capcom, it's hard to really know what what the what any company's gonna do. Man, there have been so many leaks recently. I know Naughty Dog had their leak with the Last of Us Part Two with the new consoles coming out. There were leaks every other day. The Nintendo Switch Pro has been leaked at this point. I'm, I don't even know how it's not announced yet. I feel like it's the internet's worst kept secret, but mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe maybe we all get made made fools fools of, and Nintendo doesn't do it. But man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. So on that note, I suppose how did I not hear about this. <laughs> oh. oh man. So uh, I suppose that's it for today, gamers. Um, if you want to keep up with us, uh, at Ramblin Gamers is the Twitter and the Instagram handle. Uh, as stated at the beginning, we're planning on doing some uh, some Twitch and YouTube stuff. Also, Ramblin Gamers on the respective platforms. Um, we're going to keep pushing it, but please, if you like this, share it. We're, we're trying to get uh, more fans of our show so we can do a lot more fun things with people. Um, we want to do streams. We want to have guests on, YouTube videos, Let's Plays, all that fun stuff. Um, do you have anything you'd like to add, Matt? Yeah, I know we talk about this every single episode at the end about us do eventually doing things on YouTube and Twitch. And those things are finally coming to fruition. December 10th is the day 
where we are going to do a kind of like a video gamecation and just record a bunch of stuff. But um, recently we've considered toying with the idea of putting our podcast on YouTube, potentially reaching more people. Um, if, if anything, we're probably going to, that, that might be the case before this episode even goes live on Tuesday. Uh, we might be keeping you guys up to date on our socials about that. But um, in regards to Twitch, I know I've streamed in the past. Adam hasn't, but he's looking kind of looking at getting into it with this. Um, I do plan on doing a stream the Friday after Thanksgiving. Do I know what I'm playing yet? No, I have no idea. But we will figure that out and just follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and we'll keep you up to date with that. But um, please just share this with a friend. Please, please, please. Um, suggestion for you, you should do some Astros Playroom speedruns for your stream. That's I was kind of think, thinking about that. I was um, that's kind of why I was started practicing, so I don't look like an absolute idiot when I first do it. But <laughs> um, I don't. I've never speedrun in my life. But I, for I think three of the four, three of the four I did, I was in the top one thousand after like an hour on each one. So, so there's room for improvement. Pretty cool, I guess. I, I just don't want to be made fun of. I don't want to go like tune into my Astro Bot speedrun thing. Well, huh? you're gonna get made fun of. Oh yeah, well yeah, I know. I like maybe you're right. Maybe I will do that. that that'd be that'd be fun. Maybe or maybe I'll do like uh maybe bug snacks. I haven't touched that game yet. That might mm-hmm. that might be meme worthy enough to get a couple viewers. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you uh, next Tuesday for another episode of the Ramblin' Gamers. See you guys. <laughs>